What's up, y'all? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. And we are back with our fall winter mini yes. season. And back with a new beat, if y'all didn't catch it. Wow. <laughs> All I gotta say is wow, Spin. Showed out. Mm, excellent. Seriously. So good. I mean, it kind of was hard to even jump on top of it. I wanted to just really let it ride for y'all, but maybe another time. A whole podcast episode of Just the Beat. <laughs> just the Beat. <laughs> Literally, we can't. Um, this is crazy, y'all. This is actually our second re-record. Let me just say, the enemy is really trying to take us out right now. He's super mad that we wanted to come back with some new fire for y'all. And then tracks disappearing. Things just try to start crumbling. But we back. Hey, we in here. We doing can't it. stop us, so. Definitely can't stop Anyways. Us. How you feeling about Anyways, this new season, though? Girl, I'm just, I'm kind of shocked, honestly. I think the first season kind of flew by. Uh, and I'm just amazed at how it blessed people. And even, like, running to somebody at church that was like, I just heard your episode from the Grove. And I was like, I wonder when I'm going to meet them. And she serves oh my on my gosh, team now. Yes. And I was like, it's us. Like, I'm the person on the phone. <laughs> it's me, girl. It's me, girl. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so that's just been really cool. And just the fact that um, thinking about, the fact that the Holy Spirit is a source of all creativity. So just thinking about all the new ideas and the content and yeah. the directions just blows my mind. How are you crazy. feeling? I'm feeling really good. Um, I, it just feels really good to kind of have like one part of it done. Um, and Facts. to be like, okay, yeah, like season one, that's done. Like we came, we saw, we conquered. Mm -hmm. And uh, for other people to just talk about it so casually, like, you know, I had the opportunity to speak at church this past Sunday and for that to be a part of my intro, yeah. like that really moved me. I was like, dang, people just talking about it. Like this is just a thing that has always been around. It's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, make sure you check out The Rooted Life. I'm like, uh, I love it. So I just love that, you know, it's like we're trying to make Fetch happen, but it's happening. <laughs> it's here. Oh, It's happening. I love it. I love it. I I love it. I think what I'm most excited about when it comes to this season two is it's kind of different from season one where we get to actually apply a lot of the things that we've been talking about. So I'm really amped about just showing what it looks like to be rooted in application. Yeah, I think uh, this season is really going to be like, what does Rooted look like in real life? Right. And it's not just us taking different topics and teaching, although I really enjoyed that as well. But this is an opportunity for us to show people that being rooted is not just something that you have to listen to mm -hmm. um, or something that you do in your own personal devotional time. But it's a real thing that you can walk and act out in your life every single day. So one thing that I thought was really cool when we were at Transformation Conference mm -hmm. is um, just the panel setups. Like, like being able to just casually hear from people that you admire or just hearing some backstory, getting context on things. So I thought it would be dope um, to be able to answer some of these questions that we've gotten from our listeners okay. and do a little Q&A session ourselves. So we've got five questions today that we are going to jump in from our Instagram followers. I love that. I love, too, there's things that we wanted to talk about, but we haven't really had a whole episode around it. Yeah. So not only is it a way for us to, like, give practical steps and ways to apply being rooted in Christ, but we also get to talk about stuff that we really care about. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So our first listener, April, gave us a question. She wants to know how do we fight with the pressures and frustrations of all the stereotypes? Like if you're a certain age, you know, <laughs> you should be married, have a house, be far in your career. So how do we like navigate that? And then also how do we wait until that promise is actually fulfilled? Uh, well, first off, if I was supposed to be married 
with a house, kids, all of this stuff by 27, I have failed at everything. <laughs> and that's too. okay with me. <laughs> and I think it's okay with me because um, I have a new understanding of what true success looks like. Right. Um, when we were at the conference, Pastor Charles talked about um, from a historical context, a lot of the disciples were actually like teenagers, late teens, early 20s. Crazy. And that was um, information that I didn't know, but it also shifted my perspective because I imagine that these men gave up their entire lives mm. to just put everything away and follow Jesus. Right. And I imagine that at the end of their lives, they didn't sit there and think to themselves, man, I guess I didn't do all I was meant to do because I didn't end up with a wife and kids and a mm -hmm. house. But like, no, I imagine that they felt very fulfilled because instead of focusing on their own plans, they focused on God's plans. It shouldn't be based off of what the world says it shouldn't mm -hmm. be based off of what even your family might be putting on to you, Girl. but it should simply be based off of, are you doing God's work in your life? Mm -hmm. And if you are pursuing purpose, then you are doing everything you're supposed to be doing regardless so of what you do have or do not have. Oh, I love all that. And I love too, that it's like, what I hear you saying is that the more we allow God to fulfill us, the less we need everything else to fulfill us. Mm -hmm. Like the more weight I put into my relationship with God, into understanding and believing who he has called me to be, the less weight I even have to put into who everybody else yep. says I need to be. Yeah. And I think also like the pressures are real. We're not saying that we don't feel those things at not. moments, but I think that what uh, Pastor Ben really talks about is like, you replace it with something more beautiful. So yep. anytime I had that insecurity, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I started speaking scriptures. Like I know the plans he has for me. Come on Before now, I was Jeremiah. formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. So I just started speaking over myself and replace that insecurity with security in him Yeah, because he knows what's best for me. And I think that also sometimes when we have those pressures, we're so busy thinking about the future that we haven't appreciated the provision in this day, in mm -hmm. this moment. So I'm really learning how to like, not long so much for the future, but really appreciate the present. Doing like worship songs and devotionals and sermons and communities are like also some practical ways to really navigate those pressures. What I really loved about what you said, replacing the insecurity with security in him. Um, I think we have talked so many times about how, how do you get rid of a destructive habit or how mm -hmm. do you get rid of something ugly in your life? You replace it with something more beautiful. And it sounds so simple, it does. but it is such a key shift to getting out of the things that you need to be focusing less on. Mm. Um, and so when you said that, I'm like, oh, how do you get rid of your insecurity? You just replace it with security, mm -hmm. but you can only get security when you are resting and what God has already set before you. Oh, and you just made me think of something else. I think a lot of times when we're insecure, we place it with something else that's also insecure. Yes. Like those things can't hold oh, us up. A relationship good. is not, doesn't have enough security to really make you um, understand, can't make you feel whole, can't yeah. make you uh, feel meaning or purpose or yeah. like validate you. Like all those things are also insecurity. So we'll try all these things that don't have enough weight, mm. don't have enough strength and power to really be our foundation to hold us up. Yeah. And then you go to God and you're like, oh, I can really just, I could put all my weight on you. All like, of it. Hold me up, Jesus. Come on now. <laughs> he said, cast all of my what cares. Okay. And you can have them all. That's yes. good. Man, that's just question number one. Ooh. Okay, let's see. All right, so number two, um, our listener Amber Janae wants to know how we study the Bible, mm. if we use devotional books, apps, or if we just out here letting the Spirit lead us when it's time to study. I'll be honest, what I'm learning in this season is that it can look a lot of different ways. Yeah. I think I would get on myself if I didn't follow the exact same um, 
devotional time every day. Like I didn't wake up 30 minutes yeah. early and I didn't read the scripture for 20 minutes and pray for 30. Like I was kind of making it formulaic and it's not. Mm. Um, so I think there's a balance between seeking God and like, how does he want that time to look and also be willing to understand like it's going to look different in different seasons. Yeah. Uh, so right now what I'm doing is just really being open to the pattern. So it might be like Pastor Ben might talk about Jeremiah mm-hmm. and then we'll do saved in the city phone call on Monday and they'll talk about Jeremiah. And then my devotion will be about Jeremiah. Yeah. So like I'm just remaining open and I'm like, okay, God, maybe you want me to be in Jeremiah. Yeah. Do I know what he wants me to read in Jeremiah? Nope. So I go to <laughs> Jeremiah one and yep. I go in my Jesus Bible and I read the background. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think I told you about recently is um, the app that I use and the app really allows you to like look at um, context and like break the root word down and mm-hmm. understand all the other times it's in the Bible and it's mm-hmm. called the blue letter Bible um, app. And so that also helps me get some more contextual understanding about what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I think just understanding that it doesn't have to look the same every day and it's not going to look the same in every season and really seek him for mm-hmm. how he wants you to use that time. Yeah. Those are really, really good um, points. I think the other thing is just knowing that it's okay to start small. Yeah. The Bible is not a novel. Mm-mm. You know, it's not, it is a beautiful story, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it is necessarily meant or it does not have to be read front to back as one long drawn out story. <laughs> I think it's okay to say, you know what? Ephesians, four chapters, 10 pages. Love Let's it. just start right here. That's where and we started. Exactly. Honestly. And that's what that's what got me into reading the Bible. Yeah. Because one of the first books that our church read together was a very short, quick, and easy book. Mm-hmm. But because we used the soap method in reading it, we were able to take little bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. And so our, our church has talked about soap. It's uh, scripture, observation, application, and then prayer. And it allows you to take little bite-sized pieces mm-hmm. of a very very big and dense book. And so my advice would be just be okay with starting small and go towards those books in the back, those mm-hmm. Ephesians, Colossians, because honestly, those are the books that will really get you convicted so and true. just get you, I believe those smaller books get you appreciating God yeah. so quick so because true. they are written with so much thankfulness and so mm-hmm. much love and like just delicacy and care mm-hmm. that I think that those were really beautiful books of the Bible to start off with. And then my second thing would be um, being able to study the Bible. Mm. Like, I think I didn't really realize that in order to truly understand it, you have mm-hmm. to study it. Yeah. You cannot treat it like just something that you read on Instagram that has like a cute <laughs> little wow factor. And then you just like keep passing it by. Mm-hmm. You have to actually take some time to look at it, to read it in your one version and then read it in a second version mm-hmm. and then highlight and then underline and then note what stands out to you. Yep. Um, I think it's really important to understand that. And I think that that's intimidating because some people don't like to study at all. Oh. But I think with the bite-sized pieces, that helps kind of alleviate some of that concern around like, oh, I don't want to be in this dense, like heavy story. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, the Bible got some good stuff in it, y'all. So many good things. What I love too is when you talked about the Bible's not a novel. I know when I would try to read the Bible as a kid, I would just read a whole chapter and mm-hmm. be like, well, that was boring. Yeah. Because I was reading for <laughs> quantity, not quality. Yes. And, I was, and I wasn't leaving that time feeling changed. So mm-hmm. if you're reading the Bible and you're not... Your spirit isn't being changed. You need to reassess on how you're doing it because you should be changed every time you read the Bible. Whether it's a fresh understanding, whether it's something in your heart, whether it's a conviction, you should leave that time with God feeling changed. And if you're not, you need to ask God, like, what do I need to do different? Mm -hmm. Or even look it up on the Bible app. I'm sure there's devotionals on the Bible app about how to read the Bible. I'm sure. So I love that you make that difference between like just reading to read, but also like reading to understand. Yeah. I, I, one other thing I want to say, I think just how we get a new pair of shoes 
news or some new like mm-hmm. dishware that we can't wait to serve so on good. or whatever. Like get yourself a new Bible. Y'all stop trying to use these King James versions <laughs> Bibles that your grandma gave you 25 <laughs> years ago and thinking that you're going to all of a sudden get excited about it. Like mm-hmm. when we bought the Jesus Bible from our church, I was so excited about yeah. it because I'm like, yo, this Bible breaks things down. Mm-hmm. I got some extra context. I have historical background and it specifically shows how each book leads with Jesus as the mm, forefront of I the story. That. So just having something to be excited about totally shifted my excitement level towards getting into the Bible. So y'all buy yourselves a new Bible. Okay. Now you <laughs> gave me another thought when you talked about getting new shoes, I thought about, I thought you were going to go in another direction of like, mm-hmm. when you get new shoes, sometimes they're not all the way comfortable, Ooh. but you don't throw the shoes out and be like, I'm never going to wear them again. Yes. The Bible's like that. Mm-hmm. Getting into it, it's creating the habit can be difficult mm-hmm. and it can be intimidating, but the more time you spend with him in that word, the more time he's, he's going to talk to you. So like, don't be discouraged if you read and you're like, God, I don't get it. Cause I read all the time and I'm like, what does this mean? Yep. Then I go to the blue letter Bible app. I look in different versions of the Bible. I Google it because like I want to understand. So don't feel discouraged if you're reading it mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't even know what he's talking about. He wants to speak to you. Just keep spending time with him in the word. and He's going to reveal something new to you. Yes, that's good. Ooh, love that it. question right there. I girl. know. Thank that took you. us in a couple different directions. Right? I love that. So Appreciate good. that, Amber. Okay, so this one's a little bit in a different direction. So Aaron wants to know, one of our listeners, what made us start The Rudy Life? And since you are, you know, I don't want to say creator, but you are the visionary (laughs) behind the rooted life. Why don't you go ahead and tell us, you know, what made you start this podcast? Uh, What made me start the rooted life? Um, So we started off with Grace Group, our little Mm -hmm. Bible study group. And I think that it was just so cool to see us being able to come together and just rap about God. Like Mm -hmm. there was not necessarily a strict format. It was just like, here's a couple questions for us to reflect on. What do we have to say about it? And it was funny because every time we would come there, I don't think you've missed a grace group since actually like I think mm-hmm. there might have been one and even still you came late from a work event so <laughs> number one you were at every single one but number True. two like we would just have such great in-depth conversations and I was like yo there is something here like we Mm -hmm. have a a true rapport and like camaraderie when it comes to talking about God so when our friend Roddy was like yo doe like you would be great on a podcast (laughs) I was kind of like okay cool but not really thinking anything of it Mm -hmm. but then you know those little seeds get planted and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden in my journal I'm writing about a podcast (laughs) and all of a sudden then I have a name and then I know who I want to do it with and then I have ideas about what it's going to look like and I'm like okay God like you won't let me get this off my mind so let me just step out on faith and try it and then we look up and like here we are you know going into our second little mini season and Mm -hmm. have all these ideas and merchandise and it's an actual brand and so you know I love just this whole process because it just reminds me that like you cannot allow your fears to keep you back from your Mm -hmm. purpose because they're so much smaller than all that God has for you so you really have to step into the fullness regardless of how nervous you are Mm -hmm. how um ill-equipped you feel like you just gotta jump into it and Mm -hmm. know that like he gonna catch you and even if it's not the right thing he's still on the other side of it like but you have to at least give it your due diligence and step out on that faith i think for me uh for the longest time you were my only friend i could talk to jesus about like i could call my mama and i could call you (laughs) and that was it for a long season even serving at church i wasn't I wasn't really making connections yet at church. I really didn't. Before Grace Group kind of popped off, mm-hmm. it was just me and you talking about Jesus. And I used to leave those conversations just feeling so encouraged. And yeah. so um, 
like equipped yeah. and it would just be so beautiful that you and I would be reading the same chapter, the same verse and yeah. we would get such different things. And it made me understand just how, how like deep God is and like yeah. how complex the Bible is. So I think just having those conversations and thinking about what it could look like for people to be able to listen in a podcast, mm-hmm. almost listening to our, you know, conversations about Jesus. Yeah. And I think that was just like a no brainer for me. I'm like, yeah. talk about Jesus with my best friend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll and it's like that. now I didn't realize there was so much untapped creativity within me mm. that I didn't have any kind of avenue to use. This. He's just giving me creativity that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. And so it's been beautiful to be able to put that creativity for, um, for a good purpose, for the kingdom, for my father. So that's been uh, such a treat. Mm, I love that. So let's get into our next question. So we've got Devin, and um, she's asked us, have there been other challenges in our lives where God has called us to something and we were in our own way? And how would we encourage someone who might be in a similar situation? I think just first, like, bringing those insecurities to God, mm. like being vulnerable enough to be like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why you've called me here. <laughs> no. I don't know how you're giving me enough. Literally this morning, I was like, God, I don't know how you're giving me enough hours in the day to do what I need to do mm-hmm. and still wake up and serve you and be there for people. And like all the things that he's calling me to do this season, I'm literally like houseway. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And I think what I'm learning is that we don't, God doesn't disqualify us. We disqualify ourselves. Yep. All he ever does is love us. That is all he ever does yep. is love us. And try, yep. <laughs> all he ever does is try to, um, you know, bring things together for our good. So I think recognizing that, like you said, like it is our own, our own insecurities. It's our own doubts that's preventing us. And I think, like I said earlier, you have to replace those insecure thoughts with something more secure mm-hmm. because if you recognize this you in the way that means you need to get you out the way get out the and way. he's already given you a whole bible that told you that shows <laughs> you how to get out your way and get in god's way oh Ooh, that come on now. A shirt. that's it how to that's get out of shirt. your own way but i think you have to again you have to replace those thoughts with something more beautiful yeah and he has a whole love book that he's written us about how much he loves us how much he's called us and how much he wants us to get out the way so he can do something really beautiful in our lives and the lives of those around us we get in our own way in so many different ways. True. Uh, the way that I see it in my life is because I can be a control freak sometimes, I have my own set plan. I'm such mm. a planner. I mean, literally by trade, that's what I do all day <laughs> is plan things. But then also when it comes to my life, I'm like, okay, I got this going on. I'm going to do this. Like my calendar is what I live by. And mm. so when God puts me in situations that I don't, I don't get to plan my way out of, um, I know that he is really trying to test me. And I know that that is the like prime environment for me to get in my own way because I'm like yo it's not going according to plan what's going wrong and then I start to get stressed and so with a situation like recently stepping into management I'm like oh this is a bit of a struggle for me Mm -hmm. but it was the moment when I realized like Dorian you can't uh, try to abide by your own plan in this like Mm -hmm. you gotta let God do it his way and then being able to take that step back and let him come in and trust that like he knows how to do this right now and so I'm gonna step to the side and mm-hmm. I'm going to let the one who's bigger, better, and has the full view yep. come in and um, reorder my steps in this situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you you have to understand that, like, God knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, but his perspective is from up above. Right. So he sees things that you don't see. Yeah. So if you trying to get in the way, you in your own way. But guess what? You're going to stay right there. Uh, Don't expect to go anywhere. <laughs> I love how God brings things full circle. So I think we talked about how we both put um, scriptures on our screensavers on our phones. Mm-hmm. And my scripture right now is Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And last night what hit me was beforehand. Mm. 
beforehand. He's he's already planned this all out for Done my it. good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why am I freaking out if the God of the universe who knows the beginning and end of time, who knows all of eternity, mm-hmm. has planned this out for me? Surely he knows that there is something in me that I don't know. So I think that we can find rest in our father and know that he's a good father. If he's planned these things beforehand and all he is is love, then it's going to be for our good, mm-hmm. always. And that's funny that you mentioned your uh, screensaver. Mine right now, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is all you need. <laughs> My power is made perfect in your weakness. Literally. Bro, wow. open your hands, admit that you're weak, yep. and let him come in and be strong. Yeah. That's it. And that's think, how you get out of your own way. So true. And I think one thing I've been doing too is asking the Holy Spirit, what is it in my heart that makes me think I can't do what you've called me to do? Mm. Like heal that place in me because obviously I need more of you in that area, whether it's feeling yeah. insecure, whether it's feeling unqualified, maybe it's feeling undeserving, whatever it is. I think just like ask Holy Spirit, reveal that to me mm-hmm. and then heal that part of me. Because yeah. if I'm your workmanship, then you got me on that pot, on that potter's wheel and you're doing something. But I want to be aware of it so that I can be open to it when you're giving me more opportunities mm. to step more into who you've called me to be. Yeah. So I think ask the Holy Spirit because he'll tell you. Yeah. He'll give you situations. Always. <laughs> oh, you'll see. <laughs> if you need some help, he'll step right in, okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, so our last question I'm super excited about is kind of more online of the relationships. Yeah, so, okay, so our listener Jalen wants to know, what is our perspective on how we think men should go about initiating or navigating potential Christ-centered dating relationships in Ooh. church? So how do women like to be approached? Is asking for a date too formal? Is asking to hang out too casual? Like, what they need to do, Mo? I think originally I would have said that there is no right or wrong way, but there is. And I'm going to tell you what it is because <laughs> I used to do it. It's when you approach a person before you've approached God. About Come on it. now. I don't approach anything in my life until I say, God, how do you want me? When it comes to my weekend, how do you want me to spend my weekend? Mm-hmm. God, when I get home from recording this podcast mm-hmm. and it's late at night and I want to sleep, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. So I think that should obviously apply to relationships. So I would seek God first before you even pursue that person. You just see if that's who God wants you to pursue or you're mm-hmm. going to end up wasting your time. Yeah. Um, so I think approach God first. And I think also just being respectful and godly. It's just always a good. Yeah. I think that's always a good rule of thumb. And then I think the last thing is that just be um, provide clarity. And be clear about your intentions with that person, because whether they like the date or maybe they want something more informal, I think just being clear about your intentions gives people the information they need to make the decision that's best for them. But when we withhold that information and we're not clear and we don't provide clarity, they don't have all the information they need to make an informed decision. Mm. So I think Pastor Ben talks about the most loving thing we can do is to be clear. So give them the information they need so they can determine if it's what they want. Yeah, that's what I would say. I love both of those. And I think, too, like, I would say lead with friendship, man. Love it. Like, I think in my past, I have been so stuck on just, like, being somebody's bae or having my own bae. They're like, I I didn't even (laughs) like the person. Like, when I really boiled down to all the different characteristics and spending time together, I'm Mm. like, yo, we're not even compatible or we don't even have chemistry. And I think when thinking about Christ-centered relationships, especially if you're pursuing people in the church, I think it's really important to not just focus on the church piece. Mm -hmm. You need to actually focus on, like, there's all of those things. You know, Mm -hmm. Pastor Ben has talked about the cause. Like, make sure you're pursuing the same cause. Mm. 
make sure you're compatible and you yeah. act like the way that you like to live life is the same. But that last one is very important. Chemistry. Like there's plenty of people that love Jesus in the church, but like, is that the person that you're also going to like have fun with on the weekends? Mm -hmm. And if you had to be with that person five days straight, would y'all still have stuff to talk about? I think that it's important to remember that like God wants us, yes, to find someone who has Christ in them, yes. but also to find someone who we're actually going to be able to enjoy in spending our life with that person. Like God wants us to be happy. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. He don't want us to be miserable mm -hmm. <laughs> walking around like, well, they got Jesus in their heart, but they <laughs> get on my nerves in every other way. <laughs> like, no, look out for all of those things. Um, and I think the last thing, like don't ignore red flags. So good. Red flags are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And our desire, our need, our, our want to be with somebody will turn those red flags upside down and mm -hmm. make us not pay attention to them. But mm -hmm. they're there for a reason. When the Holy Spirit is speaking in and saying like, mm, you may want to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. You need to go ahead and listen. Let me Get tell you, it. from firsthand experience as someone who has pushed away a lot of things about a lot of people and ended up very upset on the back end. Mm. Please don't ignore the red flags, y'all. Yes. Let me add two things, too. If you're looking for resources, I say uh, Pastor Mike Tile Relationship Ooh, Goals. Come he on did now. a couple years ago. Always. He has several uh, sermons in that series. I Classic. think he gives some very practical examples and show you what godly relationships could look like. And then mm -hmm. also our Pastor Ben um, has a book, Single Dating, Engaged Married. Mm -hmm. He also has podcasts online. He has sermons on YouTube. Yep. So if you need more resources on what it looks like there, I think those two resources are really, really practical. Mm -hmm. They're godly, and they talk about the practical piece of compatibility and chemistry. So I think... Yep do that there's they both uh pastor ben also has his book as a devotional a seven day devotional yep. on the bible app if yep. you just want a taste of it so i think keep syncing that and also seek married couples yeah who are already doing it yeah. right that <laughs> godly is married couples godly married ask couples. them about it because we single Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't have a young man approaching me with Christ in the center currently. Nor I. So we're just speculating, <laughs> Jalen. But shout out to you, man, for trying to have Christ in the center of your relationships. Yeah, we appreciate man. you. That's awesome. That really is awesome. Well, that is all of our questions on this first episode of our fall winter mini season. These were really strong. But I hope that y'all got something out of these. I loved answering them. So I hope y'all got something. I got something. So they don't <laughs> get anything. Too. I'm grateful. Uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of sad. Like that went by. I don't know. That went by faster than I thought. But. <laughs> next episode y'all we about to get into some good stuff we're gonna talk about media specifically kanye west Ooh, i cannot wait to talk about kanye and all of the public commentary around his latest shenanigans but shout out to all of our followers who submitted these questions for the episode we really appreciate you and if you're new to the rooted life family make sure y'all hop on over to instagram and follow us at rooted life podcast yep and go ahead and take a moment rate us five stars leave us a brief apple podcast review and also if there's any other topics that you want us to get into go ahead and dm us all right, y'all. Y'all be rooted this week. Love y'all. <laughs>